Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, a conversation about literature and art, about duende and queerness and coping and tea, border blur and misfits and community, secret places, ragged edges. Angel House Press. I'm your host, Amanda Earl. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, episode 87. I am here with Kate Saclosi and Danny Spinoza of Gap Right Press. Welcome, Kate and Danny. Hey. Hi. Nice to have you on the show. This is, we're recording this on February 24th. Did I say it was episode 87? I may have, I can't remember. But anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the press. That This, um, this, um, year I'm focusing a lot on small presses and reading series so I've got a whole bunch of other presses that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to and uh, but I have don't have form questions for you I seem to have different questions and stuff so we'll see what happens oh there's my phone it should be on it should be on quiet instead of making sounds like that so I'll just I'll just uh, do that okay so um what would you like listeners to know about you? And I, when I say, I say, Danny, uh, you were, since you were on the show already, perhaps you can give us an update since you were last on, as if people have memorized, you know, your, your so yeah, so what would you both like, like our listeners to know about you, the people behind Gap Riot Press? Oh, we like, um, we like cats. That's the most important thing to know about us. Uh, fairly recently Kate moved over to like also liking dogs I'm okay with that and I like the dog and we're like friends but in our heart we're cat people (laughs) that's the most important thing I can see that (laughs) what else what what do they need to know about us Kate I also love that you answered this in a collective way (laughs) we love cats (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't know. Danny and I are also like have some really real job responsibilities too behind this thing. Like we're very busy folks, um, not only with the press, but um, our own poetry. And also, you know, Danny is a professor um, extraordinaire um, across multiple disciplines. Um, I also teach in my spare time, um, but I also work in employment justice and equity. And that takes up a lot of my like mental and physical energy and I'm loving it. I love the work that I do, but it's something that, you know, is kind of related to the work I think of community building. And so I feel really fortunate to be able to practice those things in multivalent ways. Um, Yeah. So maybe that's something people don't really know about me is like about my day job. I like the word multivalent. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the, that, that word. The other thing, I guess, uh, recently, uh, uh, leavings came out, uh, your, your, your book from Tim Glasset editions and it's, uh, it's a beauty. So, uh, it's really good. And Danny, now you, there's something else. Yes. Danny is showing us leavings and it's beautiful. <laughs> um, Danny, I know that something, big happened recently relating to something you are doing um (laughs) that's very big because my brain is like nothing these days it's crazy but I remember there was a big announcement about something you were do you remember do you recall what that might have been or am I right I mean I guess the biggest thing creatively that happened to me in a little while was that um for for a bit there I was on a Canada Council grant to finish my my porno poems which is (laughs) Um, pretty exciting, fun stuff. And uh, very recently, maybe two weeks ago, my laptop shut the bed and won't open for me. And so much of that collection is currently at a place called PC Mechanics here in Toronto, and they're trying to <laughs> retrieve that from my laptop. So well, coming but- back that shit up. I got some, I have like, I backed up like, um, you know, exports, some like low res PNGs I have, but they're not, I, why am I, my, 
Photoshop files and they're mm -hmm. currently being held hostage. So hopefully I can get them back. But I got a lot of government money to make Good. those porn poems, which is always nice. Always nice. Eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's great. Well, congratulations on that. I'm sorry to hear about that. that, that I hate that sort of thing. I, I have a, a tech god husband who makes sure that every single file I have is backed up like 3,000 different ways to Sunday. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel very grateful for that. Uh, for many reasons for him but especially for that right now because i don't i don't think i would remember to do backups and things so uh, okay let's talk about the uh, the press can you tell us about gap riot press when did you form it and why like a quiz show <laughs> when did you form it and why you know it's funny is every time we get asked this question i'm like i fully forget again <laughs> You didn't no, make you don't. <laughs> when I mean I know why. Um, but when 17 summer. Oh, 20. Oh, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in the summer, we I mean, it's kind of my favorite story. Um, we started Gabra. I mean, we had been talking about it for ages. Like it was, it felt like for a while, every time we got together, we were like, and then we just like make a press and then we'll just like make a press. Um, and then I, I guess we had been talking about it forever. And, uh, our friend Priscilla Apple was putting on a play at Summerworks, and she wanted to do a chapbook of poems to go with that play. And she just like yelled at us and was like, are you ever going to actually do that thing? So oh, we did it. We did it to make uh, poems for her play and that was the first chapbook we ever made wow. and now it's season eight eight, eight? eight. right yeah <laughs> wow wow that's great I, I yeah yeah I, I and again just a, a nod about Priscilla although I didn't uh, know her personally you know I know that uh, she her you know her death affected a lot of people she is someone who a lot of you were close to so uh yeah, just still condolences for that because I know it's, you know, it's still important to remember. So we remember her here. I mean, I didn't know her, but for you and others who, who do. So, well, that was good that she inspired your press and, and that's great. We have a lot of, um, I actually, I remember I got in 2017, I got Kinesia Lubrin's chapbook and uh, Margaret Christakos chapbook as well. It was like, I was happy to, uh, they were with the chapbooks and I just reread uh, Kinesia's. Well, I, I read all of them. I read all, I read all seven chapbooks that I have from Gap Right Press that I could find. I may have more, but those are the ones I had. And I, I had fun this afternoon rereading all the, and sometimes reading for the first time the chapbook. So it was good. You, you've really done a good variety of, of uh, work and lots of different things. So it's really lovely. Um, what was I going to say? I, 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 the other thing is that um, I'm talking to a lot of presses and series who seem to be um, friendships were either were pretty much already in place between the two, in the case of all the presses and series I've talked to so far, two people like last, I talked in January to uh, Ellen Chang Richardson and Nina Jane Dristick. Um, about riverbed yeah well, I know they and they've, you've also published uh, um, as well so uh, uh, that's uh, it, it was pretty nice to talk about the friendship too between uh, people women and non-binary um, writers and editors so uh, I guess I think you probably already told this story but I would still like to hear it again how how did you become friends <laughs> No, some how we we were in the same room because we were in uh, the PhD program at the same time at York, and you put you put us two in a room. It's gonna happen. It seemed it seemed pretty obvious. Also, like we both have a standing policy of like when there's somebody who also has a gap in their teeth, you like be right. friends with them. Like you have to just you have to start being that person's friend. So I don't actually even really. How did we start being friends, Kate? So funny. I was like, everything you just said was like things that I'm thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm saying. So like, I love that we just speak for each other at different times. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, we met, yeah, we met early on um, in the PhD program. And yeah, I mean, since then, I mean, yeah, like Danny is my best friend. And this is a really beautiful thing to do with someone who you are that close with. And it's makes for a very easy business relationship. 
I was just going to say that. The same person. (laughs) And also have never disagreed. Maybe disagreed on like, I don't even think we have disagreed. Although I think there was something that we were like, hey, maybe. And then we were like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Um, That happens sometimes. Like we can convince each other, but there's never been like, literally, there's never been a decision in the whole uh, life of Gap Riot where we've been at odds with each other. We No, God, no. Never, and in never. fact, like, it's so organic and, you know, we don't even have to, like, weirdly, we don't even have to, like, divvy task. We just, like, organically do things equally and take over when we need to and we can sense when other people need help and we just lean in and, you know, it just happens incredibly organically. And I can't stress enough that I wouldn't be able to do this work without Danny and likewise like I don't know how people run presses like just themselves like Mm -hmm. I I have no idea Mm -hmm. but it's also like a really beautiful thing to share like I think that's it too like it becomes something other than ourselves and it's like a it's an incredibly like bonding thing I think and it keeps you know like it keeps evolving as we evolve as individuals and like that's really beautiful too and it's just you know it's a really awesome thing to collaborate on together yeah that's good well it's good that you get a lot is there are there any things that one of you is strong like what say one of you is stronger at one thing and the other one is stronger at another thing like that like are there complementary skills or is it just you're all sort of intermingled like you said i mean i think i'm a a good communicator it's Mm -hmm. kind of what I do um and so I do a lot of our communications and um you know between authors and a lot of our social media and stuff Mm -hmm. uh Danny's incredibly technologically sound I mean she's way more competent at Adobe Suite than I am I learn a lot and I I can hold my own but Danny is really um super creative and really takes up technology like I've never seen anyone take up technology um it's also related to her work right her own poetry is is really um you know has a lot of technology involved in making it and so but again like we're um I don't know like it doesn't really manifest as that I would say like you know we just kind of bring both of our strengths which are kind of weirdly similar to this work and it doesn't really right Danny like I don't know yeah, like if there's like if there's a problem with the website, then Kate will be like, Danny, you gotta deal with this website. I don't know what's going on. But if there's a problem with like an order is not getting paid or right. we have to write a delicate email, I'm like, Kate, you gotta deal with that because <laughs> yeah, I can't I am not the communication and business minded person, but yeah, I know my way around a square space. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I love the video you did for your digital humanities class. God, I was like, I showed that to Charles. We were, la- we, it was so fantastic. We were like, I think I wrote on Twitter, like, you're a goddess or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much. Like it was just. Oh my gosh. Thanks. And shout out to James Bailey and Terry Green at uh, Trent Online. They're like, um, <laughs> the the greatest been the best and also that whole class I don't know uh, if anybody in my DH class ever hears this you are the coolest right now just okay. FYI that's nice that's really great yeah anyway it made me want to take your class and if, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I think everyone I think we're all going can I get the, in the classes it was mm-hmm. really great what about uh, the pandemic has it ha- do you find it's changed or affected your work and the mission of the press at all I mean, we don't get to have a party and we love to have a party. So it's done that. And uh, you can trust we will be ready for a party when such a thing is allowed. I don't know that it's changed much else. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, you know, we've um, grown a lot actually over the pandemic and our kind of, you know, sales have grown, actually, I think, um, which is actually kind of maybe unique in this space. But I think it's, you know, like Danny and I are pretty active in the communities we're a part of, and we're probably, you know, a little bit more out front and center than some folks. And so I think also people are just like at home and like wanting to read and to support other people, support positive things, right, that we all kind of need. And um, so, yeah, like, I think, you know, again, like get back to my point before we started this which is like social media is a blessing and a curse but I think especially in the pandemic has kind of allowed us to 
um, to really r reach a broader audience with our work and, and to sell more books, right? I mean, we were always never really reliant on the book fairs and the, and the launches, but the launches, you know, that's a big, that's a big deal in terms of book sales. And so really just kind of leveraging, I guess, like social media and, and our communities, you know, during the pandemic has kind of allowed us to continue growing, I think, season by season, even we can see the kind of the growth pattern. And so it's really been great that way. Um, yeah, I think we've wrote, rode the wave of the pandemic pretty, pretty well in terms of that. I was talking to, um, I guess in December, I think it was in December, I was talking to Coven Editions, which is a, a small press out of Waterloo now. They used to be in Ottawa, Stephanie Milosh and Amelia Morgan. And one mm -hmm. thing they were talking about is, is paper and paper supplies were more difficult yes. to, to get. So um, yeah, that too, our paper, we work with uh, Product Photo Inc. here in Toronto, which is a very small independent printer. Um, and yeah, that has been a thing. The paper costs have risen yeah. um, and the availability um, has become lesser. Um, so yeah, so we've had to make some decisions, but they weren't really that material. Like we haven't really noticed like a huge issue with it, yeah. but it's definitely been something that our printer has been talking with us about for sure. Yeah. I find shipping costs have, of course, gotten the supply chain issues have gotten to be an issue as well. Like for me, mostly because I'm buying a lot of small press stuff from places like, uh, well, from Sweden or, or the UK yes. or Germany or all these places. So, um, yeah, with, with that's one thing I find is that over the years, I've really gotten involved with uh, these these presses in the UK and in um, last couple of years, I guess even during the pandemic, I think I maybe have developed a closer relationship with several UK writers and, and uh, mm -hmm. presses. And, and of course, there's a uh, Tim Glassett in, in, in Sweden as well, Joachim. So yeah, there's a lot of, um, so that's been fun, but at the same time when I'm buying this stuff, like it's not exactly cheap to buy, but I mean, not because they're charging a lot of money, but because it's just, it's so expensive to, to ship and they do their best. Everyone does their best to keep the prices down, but still I buy, I buy and I love it. So I, my, I, no one can see my background, but you, but uh, my books are falling off the little shelf in my living room. So says, I have books in bags, books everywhere, chapbooks everywhere. I, I, I managed to find all of uh, the ones that I, I had, I had yours, the gap right ones scattered all over somewhere in the, in the office, in my, in the other room, somewhere in the living. I don't know. Like I used to, I used to have a system, but things seem to be chaotic now for me, but uh, Oh, she says it says right now the meeting will end in ten minutes. So yes, if it ends, we'll go over to the other. Uh, we'll go over to the other other Zoom. So that's fine. So <laughs> this, is, this is scary, man. Scary. I don't know what to do here. Okay, so yeah, a bit so ominous. I, the time. I, I know. <laughs> talk faster. I should talk faster. All right. It's the millennium all over again. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. it, it, when you spread the press on your on the site. Oh, this is so funny. I don't even know. I feel like I should be a chipmunk or something, like just the... Okay, then Gap Ride Press is anarchist at its heart and communal by nature. I love this. How do these two qualities manifest in the work of the press? You have nine minutes and 21 yeah. seconds. <laughs> no, you don't. You do not have that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, number one, we're talking to our authors all the time when we're making stuff that's like been... An important thing and maybe something that like I didn't anticipate at the beginning like how important that collaborative process was going to be um, and then talking to each other I think um, has been pretty key like another reason why I don't know how people have presses on their own like I think I would maybe make some bad stuff or have some bad ideas if I didn't have another person be like what about <laughs> yeah what about this um but how I mean I also think we're anarchists in terms of like we're interested in um messing with things yeah. I tend to think about anarchism as interventionist and not some kind of utopian magical especially these days yeah. that utopian part of me is um <laughs> well and truly left in my 20s uh, so yeah, interventionist, looking at the way that things are, looking at how we might nudge it a bit in the direction I'd love for it to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think also just like adding to that is like, 
you know, um, like Robert Duncan has this wonderful phrase, like, you know, he thinks that poets should be responsible to the world. Like we have an, a responsibility, ability to the world and the conditions that shape it. And so, you know, um, whether it's through donating percentages of our profits to nonprofits, whether it's by creating, you know, um, smaller communities of, of collaboration, in our work. So at any given time, we're working with a one person print shop um, and we collaborate actively with that printer. It's not a passive relationship. It's like very creative. There's a lot of exchange. Uh, we work with editors, we work with artists, we work with other people in our community. And so every product that we produce is the result of a community that works together. And also, you know, in our mandate, in like who we choose to publish, um, you know, again, just being responsible to the world, um, responding to that world and what the world needs more of and who needs more voices at the table, right? And so that's kind of just been our kind of, you know, um, our impetus from the beginning um, because we kind of saw that, you know, some of these communities can be a bit exclusive and have systemic barriers in place. Yeah. Um, and so how can we respond to that and how can we intervene on that a bit and also how can we like have fun while fucking shit up that's it like, yeah, I was gonna you know <laughs> like there's there's a lot of joy in that and uh you know and, and just like creating things that then become conversations um that need to happen and that do happen and that proliferate like that's a really beautiful ideal I think of these of this type of work yeah, no, that that makes sense to me. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love you. So that that's good. I'm even wearing I'm wearing my Gap right. You, well, I'll stand up. I'm wearing my Gap yeah. right. I love this T-shirt. It's got the gold lady on it. Right thank you, thank you very much. Well, I I like it. It's very. Uh, it was a good idea when you start when you when you put out the shirts and, and of course the one with your logo, which is just such a great logo. I was I was pleased to see that. So. Yeah. Yeah, what were you going to say, Danny? Oh, I just want to take a second to one for the one millionth time shout out Stace Schmidt McLean, our beautiful favorite artist, yeah. graphic designer who did all of that. Yeah, the, the designs for the shirts are great. The design for the chapbooks, too, really beautiful um, uh, design. And uh, so, yeah, good. Good point. If uh, Stace has a site or anything, I'll, uh, or she, uh, they, uh, no, she's <laughs> hidden. <laughs> yeah, well, probably for the best these days, but yeah. uh, that's okay. I was, I was going to say we could include it in the show notes. I will of course include all of your stuff in the, uh, all of the information I have for Gap Riot and Danny, your site as well. And I, if, and if Kate, there's anything you want me to link to, I'll link to that as well in the show notes, but uh you know, that's that's my admin time later <laughs> when I'm listening. I listen to the show and I take notes. It's, unfortunately, I don't have transcription. I would love to have transcription, but I can't do that. So um, I take copious, copious notes sometimes and I'm able to write at least the stuff that's going on, include links, which is the important part of the thing. Uh, well, and also talking about the pandemic and one of the things you did for the seventh season is you did a series of podcast episodes, which I thought was brilliant. I listened to um, uh, Ellen and uh, uh, Nina Jane uh, talk and I really liked it. What made you decide to do the launch this way, a podcast and not videos? Cause a lot of people were doing like Zoom launches. And, well, you've done, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had Zoom fatigue, serious yeah. Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of stole the idea. We half stole the idea because I did one um, with Guernica. Oh, I should. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I saw, I, I watched that. It was very fun. Yeah. yeah. And it was this cool idea of like um, poets interviewing other poets. And we were like, well, let's just get our poets to interview each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also a way like as you know, of getting uh, previous authors that we worked with to engage with new authors and to form new relationships, some of which like, you know, they had never met before. Mm -hmm. So to have people reading each other's work and engaging with it, you know, it also like decenters Danny and I like, you know, mm -hmm. it, it focuses more on the conversations we proliferate and, and enable through this work. And it really, again, like really emphasizes the community aspect, like, 
you know, once you publish with us, you're part of this community or you're a rioter, like through and through. You're you a know? rioter, and, I love that. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's kind of like, how do we continually support um, promote, you know, and engage with authors that are part of this family, um, you know, and so it was just a kind of neat way of, of getting people talking, and yeah, like, uh, I've been to some good Zoom readings, but they're just not really for us, um, honestly, like, I, I spend sometimes upwards of six hours on online Zoom for my yeah. day job, I just don't have the energy for it at the end of the day, yeah, well, uh, quite frank. <laughs> and most of them aren't really that participatory anyway and so we'd rather have something something that someone can access like on their own time while they're walking their dog while they're doing the dishes like whatever have you and so um yeah it just seemed like a kind of cool thing the authors are really into it uh they thought it was really enjoyable and so yeah we just thought it was like a really good alternative to like an in-person launch yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I also, uh, like, I listened to uh, a bit of the interview with MLA Chernoff's interview of Vanessa, Vanessa Bernier, and I thought that was really great. That was fun as well. And I think it's a good idea to have have uh, writers uh, in uh, from the press interview each other. I think that's really great. I loved it. I, I hadn't, I mean, I had watched some of those Guernica ones as well, but I hadn't put it together. I, I really love the podcast format. Obviously, I've been doing this for over five years now, but I'm also, I'm a great lover of podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Well, when I, when I was when I wasn't wasn't too scary to walk outside, not in downtown Ottawa. I, I used to I used to walk and listen to uh, podcasts, and then uh, like I have all kinds that I listen to, and and also just doing the dishes, whatever. Whereas with video, I don't I don't like. And the other thing too is with my phone, I can't listen to a YouTube video unless the phone is open. Like as soon as I close yeah. the phone and do something else, it stops. So it's like okay, that's just a pain. So I don't know. Like I do love what like looking. I do like getting the chance to see people again. I, it is nice. Like I still like that. Although I can't say I've been attending a lot of Zoom things other than the podcast. So I I do listen to the. I watch the. Well, I, I can't say I, I watch a lot of uh, Zoom poetry readings. Because what I do is I I mute. I I I sort of just listen. I, I just I mute yeah. every everything else and I just listen so I like to listen more than why yeah I mean one thing I'll say too is like I feel like for Danny and I it's really important that we're kind of always being challenged by this work and you know like I learned how to use audacity like you know I had never really done podcasts before and like every time you know I type set a season or design a season I learn something I learn a new Mm -hmm. skill Mm -hmm. and I think that's like that's also something that we're into like because we're such ambitious like you know, voracious learners that we like, you know, it's a way for us to continually, you know, like update our skills and just like be engaged. Huh. That was pretty smooth. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> like Battlestar Galactica, we did a, we did a, we did a, um, you know, we did a leap in, in Battlestar Galactica. What's it called when they, when they have, I don't know, you remember, oh, okay, maybe you didn't watch, but anyway, they basically, they have to go through, uh, they, they do a jump to get from one part of the universe uh, the, the, to another. And so we've just, yep, Scotty. <laughs> we just jumped from part one to part two of the podcast. Oh, We're now in a part of the, uh, of the universe, the, you know, our stars flying around and uh, welcome back. You, you don't know. I don't know if we'll even leave this party. We'll see. But <laughs> now we have another 40 minutes to talk. So that's that. If you want to, that's, <laughs> well, let's this is, this is so funny. I mean, we're, we're trying to do this in the wake of we're in the I mean, right now, it's, it's a very depressing and scary time in the world. And we know and if you're listening, I hope uh, I hope we made it to the other side and everyone's safe and sound. I don't know. By the time the podcast comes, we'll probably still out, which is probably on the weekend. We'll probably still be in this this hell. And I, I'm concerned and worried for everyone uh, going through all the different hell um, hell. So they're going through but uh we're just trying to distract you by talking about poetry and community and all the good things that are going on especially with gap riot press so back to the uh back to the actual questions okay so um what about well, I mean, you know yeah. before before you get to that amanda like i think you know <laughs> i think that that's an interesting point like you know why we're doing this even tonight like um you know it, we're on the verge of a world war um, you know, things are, have like really gone to shit after a very shitty couple of years. 
Um, so why do we keep coming back to like this thing called poetry and, mm-hmm. and to this like community, right? Um, and I think in times like this, it does actually, you know, at least for me, like really manifest like why this work is important. And, you know, Danny and I, I think have talked quite a bit about like, you know, early in the pandemic, for example, uh, you know, when there was so much uncertainty and so much to be worried about, like just the act of sending books in the mail, like I'm talking just like stuffing envelopes, sealing, repeat, like, you know, like there was something really um, calming about that. And it felt that you were doing something and it felt that you were a part of something and that you were building something positive in the midst of so much darkness. And so I think like, you know, like, aside from the community like I think for me personally like having this press and being able to do it Danny has been like such a boon you know that I have just come back to time and again when I think things are not worth it it reminds me that it is worth it yeah it's really necessary what about you Danny do you have any anything to say about that too or you I'm I mean, okay, so then I guess this is the time on the podcast to admit that I'm like um, (laughs) two large Blood Brothers bottles deep right now. And um, having a, I mean, like I I alluded to at the beginning, but like things are like tough around here, like globally, yes, but also like around these parts, we've had a a kind of rough little while and like... (laughs) Yeah, I truly don't know what what we would do if I didn't have this this space. Like, so, some days I feel less convinced about its efficacy as some kind of like activist practice, or like maybe that it's even reaching out to any other people in any meaningful way. Like I wanted it to, or that I hoped it might, but like most certainly more than I had anticipated it's like created a space for me more than I think even like writing my own poetry not I think I'm pretty confident of that like it's really yeah like there's the this kind of calmness that comes with typesetting a deep deep calmness that comes with hand stitching screen printing this it's a yeah, a wonderfully centering practice that when things feel depressing and chaotic, I love to make a book. Like, it's, yeah, the best, the best thing. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I like, I like doing stuff. I was, I was talking a little bit to Kate beforehand about uh, the Angel House Press crowdfunding campaign, which Gap Riot Press is part of and has supported, which I really appreciate. That has been so helpful to me to have that to do. Like we're raising money for our um, online magazine contributors, but also um, promoting presses and presses have been and journals have been so supportive by offering um, great uh, chapbooks and books and merch and and swag, swag, all kinds of like the T-shirt and stuff like that that you that was part of your bundle. So I really feel and I feel it's really fun because what I get to see is I get to see person the per a person the perk recipient so they choose a, a bundle by a press and sometimes it's sometimes people are choosing locally and, and that's good and sometimes they're choosing from different countries and stuff like presses yes uh, like uh, like Danny and uh, and Danny so that, but I, I just love that like I, I really love to make to have this opportunity to see these connections making and I have this I have this sort of idea that's almost like matchmaking in a way, you know, and it feels good. And every time there's another contribution, I, I'm happy, but I'm also even happier. Like I'm happy as well, just to like see all these, promote all of these great um, books and, and presses and, and, and journals and, and everything like there. It's just, it's just really probably the most constructive thing I could do at this time, because I can't really do a lot of other things. You know, I feel like I should know martial art or something, you know, and be prepared to like, you know, do battle, but really it's not my strong suit. I'm better at verbal abuse. So maybe I can do that. You know, I can become a troll or something on the, on the internet or something, but, uh, but, you know, anyway, I, I just, I, and I really thank you very much for your support of the campaign. I really appreciate it very much. We're actually at the time of this, uh, recording, we are at 129%. So uh, we will, uh, 
So I'm really happy. And uh, and also for nationalpoetrymonth.ca, which is one of the online magazines, we, we I've been receiving great submissions, but the deadline is until February 28th. So there's still time to send visual poems and poems and mm -hmm. that's something as well. So uh, it's really great. And I'm getting I'm getting work from various countries as well. It's not uh, not just North America, but also Europe, a little bit in Asia as well. And so, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really happy with uh, I like to have a worldwide connection. I want to be we're all part of the world. So I want us to be connected if we can be. So not the war type of connection that seems to be going on right now. Yeah. So, I mean, Danny and I have always paid our authors like that's yeah. actually something we started when we started the press. Um, that was something that was really important to us. So we've built that into our model. Um, and again, it's about, in our view, like being accountable, being responsible, paying people for their labor. Uh, we both come from the academic background where there's a lot of rampant unpaid labor. Um, and so we did not want to replicate those types of systems. Um, and so we also know, you know, like um, that's not how everyone's set up, but it's how we're set up. And it even if it's not, a heck ton of money, we're happy to give it. Um, and again, it's just about like mutual support and respect for people's work, right? Which I think um, yeah. is what we're kind of striving to do. And so it's totally, yeah, we're like totally aligned with that. We think it's important and it's definitely been a, a kind of cornerstone um, of our work, I would say. Really, it does feel like you started off with, with the good with sort of these good ideas and, and sort of good, like you started off, I know, know with Angel House, I started back in 2007 and I really was only planning on publishing my own work, you know, it was this sort of colorful experiments in like limited 26 copies. And so that's all I could thought I could afford to do, but I couldn't help. I started to get interested in, in well, I was already interested in people's work as I was writing bywords, but there was a lot of stuff I was seeing. I didn't feel was being sh shared as much and wasn't out there as much in like say chapbook form and stuff. So yeah, that, that's sort of what the impetus was, but the whole, um, payment thing I really I resisted that for way too long like in my like I didn't see I I think I even have I have these terrible blog entries that now I look back and I cringe at but I always apologize later when I realize what an idiot I was but like I had I think I had this huge defense of not paying people and money and uh, against mm -hmm. you know, oh my god Amanda sometimes but uh, that's fine I'm, I, I I I can learn from things and move on so uh, and then you and your gap right press is a great model for if uh, I, I this is probably something I could ask later but I was wondering if you had any advice for um for some for people who were going to start a small press do you, do you have anything in mind that you might think of that they you could give them advice for <laughs> well, we wrote two blog posts on it. There you go. Go back to read them. Um, yeah, there's uh, two blog posts that we wrote for Hook and I. Um, it's called How to Start a Small Press from those <laughs> from people who are still learning. Interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, just go back to your point about the payment thing. Like, I mean, I think that, you know, we're all, we're all entrapped by capitalism. We are, we are. And like, you know, I think there's a lot of feelings around capitalism and production within this space. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, payment for their labor is a big deal. Like we've had um, people who we've sent $40 to and been like, hey, I actually really needed this. Um, yeah. That's going to help me with my groceries for this month like no joke so like I don't know like I'm not about to hear like arguments about like us you know being subsumed into some larger capitalist scheme no, when we're actually just like not. helping people out and recognizing their labor and you know uh to do poetry I think can sometimes be a real privilege like mm -hmm. you know it's yes. it depends on your uh you know what you do for a living uh you know do you have enough mental space to do poetry like you know or are you taking care of your family are you working yeah. jobs are you doing this you know and so I just think it's a way of kind of recognizing that people meet this craft and this practice in radically different ways and you know like and just honoring that and honoring that experience and honoring what it takes sometimes for people to get things down on paper because I don't know that it's always so easy as just oh, making time. <laughs> especially now especially now as I'm just listening to loud sirens from you know the the street below, gosh, yeah. No, I'm I'm smiling at everything you say. I, I really like I really like uh, I like what you what you're saying. I'm I'm and of course I know this about you already. So you know this is the, your your values and beliefs. And I I uh, you know this is great to hear 
hearing you talk about it here so that I'm sure others have heard this too, but for these listeners, as if they're different people from there, you know, we're all, <laughs> we're, and maybe there's some new people listening, you know, um, but yeah, I was, um, yeah, for Alexei uh, Perry Cox's revolution, re-evolution, you made a handbound and silkscreen flip book in gold thread and ink, which I do not have, but it sounds great. So what, what made you choose this design? And can you talk about the joys of doing handmade work? What made us choose that design? Um, I mean, we wanted the flip book. That's the first thing that we had decided on because um, places to make places, uh, the like larger collection that that comes from is this very, first of all, like contrapuntal, but then um, like, uh, yeah, just generally call and response, these mirrored moments all through it. And we wanted to publish just a part of it. And it had these like two things that worked together and called to each other. So it just kind of made sense to print it in the flipbook way. Mm -hmm. I love flipbooks. I adore flipbooks, really. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a cool way of presenting the work. Mm -hmm. And if you read the work, it does, yeah, like Danny said, it has... Um, you know, it's a very parallel in structure, very responsive back and forth. And so we just thought it would be cool to manifest that kind of craft and that structure in the book's form. And I guess we're always kind of thinking about that, you know, and there's a lot in there about the kind of horrors, but also kind of beauty of like war and revolution. And so, you know, we thought wrapping, wrapping it in a black, stark paper with gold, mm -hmm. Um, you know, coutrements mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, was a really beautiful way of kind of doing justice to to that kind of sentiment within the work. I mean, Danny and I also love just getting high and making shit together. <laughs> and so like, yeah, we just like, I mean, Danny, remember when we friggin' like silkscreen for six hours straight? Literally <laughs> a whole day doing yeah. the special editions for Constellation for that. Um, and then... Uh, just to bring it back to the week, the couple of weeks that I've had, um, I'm starting to work on this new project that I'm going to silkscreen. And so I went to go get my silkscreen kit and I realized we never freaking took the emulsion off from when we did that. It's been like six months. So I tried for two days with remover and like my shower head and my cleaning toothbrush to try and get it off. And I couldn't. So I had to go replace it forever. It's revolution for ever <laughs> um but it's it's so fun I love and then we just like yeah we sit and we pour a couple of beers and we start talking about this and gossiping and having a little party and you're just shoop shoop doing another one it's it feels really fun it's a delightful thing to do with another person mm -hmm. and then that they look like not to like no, wait, I do love to see my own horn. So <laughs> they look beautiful. Yeah, they just look gorgeous. So it's like a really gratifying, beautiful process to um, like package up some really beautiful poetry. I like, it comes with its like, you know, stressors too. So like for that one, we, um, we, you know, obviously hand bound and silk screen the original run and then Constellation, which is an independent uh, record label out of Montreal, yeah. um, was actually putting out an album by the author's partner. Um, and wow. so they wanted um, an issue of the chapbook to be included in that um, album release. And so we ended up doing another another run specifically just for that wow, um, project know. and so we yeah. yeah by the end of it are, like both of us Danny and I also weirdly both have bad wrists and so I was gonna say you talk like, about this carpal tunnel yeah like, they were screaming bloody murder at us and you know like we obviously would love to do like hand like you know like handmade things for everyone like you know, we can't all be Michael E. Castiles up in here, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but we try at least once. And that was a total compliment, Michael, you know, yes. I love you. Yes, um, and, uh, but, you know, we try at least once a season to do something that's like really handmade. Um, and so, you know, teaser, uh, we're doing um, a chapbook by Brian Dodora this season. That is a reproduction of one of his really early chapbooks. And mm -hmm. it is really fun it's made with construction paper and like disparate little objects that we're actually like hand pasting and it's going to be really cool and so we're yeah like we always like to get down with some project 
that really gets our hands dirty. Um, you know, so that's kind of, yeah, like that's the fun part of it too, right? It's not just sending it to print and calling it a day, but really getting your hands, uh, you know, into the work. I've never, like, I mean, I, I love, I love handmade stuff, but I can't do it myself. I, for many reasons, I have eczema and all kinds of other things, so I can't. But aside from that, um, I, I also love a really beautiful, uh, well-printed uh, chap. And you got, you, you both, you, with Gap Right, you've done some absolute, I mean, the beautiful work. I mean, I love, um, for instance, uh, Punctum with uh, Donna Mayer and Gary Barwin. That is a, it's, it's a beautifully made book. It is stapled. It has photographs, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous work. I love the square format, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's being beautifully designed and it, it looks good on the page. You've done a good layout. That's nothing to sneeze at, you know, that that's a lot of work too. And uh, so, yeah, I, I admire uh, both. I admire, I'm, I'm polyamorous. So I can love everything, you know, so, uh, and for various reasons. And uh, yeah, I love, I love this chapel. First of all, I love Donna and, and Gary's work individually. And I love this, chapbook with I mean I've seen Donna do a lot of this already on um uh she shares on Facebook her self-portraits with uh in this case with these uh yeah I don't know how to describe what she's got there. I'm not very good at description but uh yeah this is a beautiful work and and, and I mean I even the earlier ones like a Kinesius chapbook um auger or I don't know if you pronounce it like that but uh, I mean it's beautiful I love the red uh and papers, you know, the, the very uh, kind of the oxblood red paper. And, uh, anyway, I, I, I so just uh, in defense of uh, in defense of the uh, the uh, uh, printed and or I mean, well, printed everything's printed, but I mean the the, the stapled and, uh, and oh yeah, and the print shops. I mean, for Bywords and Angel House Press, when we were printing, uh, we uh, used a, a local uh, uh, independent uh, 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 print shop. Uh, elephant print here that we've known uh, the woman who runs it we followed her from print shop to print shop until she started mm -hmm. her own Nahi Davis and she's even come up with ways of design for us and stuff yeah so, so yeah, yeah I, I like with print shops as well as 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 I can't do the hand if I did handmade stuff there'd be blood on every copy of the, of the thing so yeah and, and yeah print, was, no, it, yeah like yeah our printer is amazing uh David Bernstein he's wonderful and you know every time we go I, you know, we're even like, what do you think about this? Like, we never really finalize something until we talk to David because who knows what kind of gadgets he's got going on or what kind of suggestion he has to like present, you know, things in a really different way. Like there was even some really interesting, uh, you know, we were experimenting when we did uh, revolution revolution you know we were like maybe we bolt this together with beautiful like gold bolts like you <laughs> yeah. know and like there was just like so many options that David was like this would look cool this would look cool yeah um you know like uh printing in black ink on black paper um which we didn't end up doing but we're going to do for the extended run of that print but it looks like you know we would never really have thought of that because we're not mm -hmm printers by trade oh. um but working with someone who really loves that work and really um, you know, like gets energized by like mm -hmm. collaborating. And so we're really lucky that way for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Danny and I, like, yeah, we're busy. We both work full time, but we do like to keep ourselves again, like just, it's a way for us to feel really connected by the work, to get our hands in it, to know that we actually hand bound this work for someone. And when they get it in the mail and they can kind of feel how special it is, like it's, it's like, that's really lovely, you know, mm -hmm. to like, there's yeah. so much love in those handmade books. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just such a beautiful thing to share. And, you know, it's, it's really beautiful for the authors to be able to like, right. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, my first like handbound book that someone made for me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I was like, oh my God, or like, you know, my work with my chapbook with Kyle Flemmer, where he like painstakingly yeah, I love that chapbook. made mm -hmm. like 50 exact copies, mm -hmm. all handmade out of like multiple different elements. And I was just like, there is so much yeah, love and care that goes into this. Right. And like, that's a really special and different circumstance and experience of, is, of production, yeah. right? And your relationship to the work. And that's what I love about small press, oh, right? Yeah. It's, and not it's so about intimate too, right? It's an intimate, intimate. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. I love, I love them. And like here we have Apartment 9 Press, Cameron Anstey runs mm -hmm. the example and he does that. And it, it's just a beautiful thing. I, I've, I, I would love to have a chapbook by Apartment 9 or by any 
other people may be around. But anyway, that's a, yeah. that's a whole other story. <laughs> and, yeah, but like we're creative people. Like Danny and I are really good with our hands in different ways too. And so like, again, like when you're working with small presses too, like, you know, it, it's just a way of creatives to kind of nerd out on things and just like have some fun with the materials of, of what we're doing, you know? And small press allows for that. It allows for things to be a kind of object of curiosity and an experimentation, right? Um, because it's not mass produced. And so, yeah, like we love that about it. Like that's yeah. where the kind of joy comes from, you know, the play. Sure. So it's all about, it's all about the joy. One mm -hmm. of the things that, um, uh, speaking of uh, joy in the small press is this interactive small press map of Canada for the Toronto International Festival authors. Um, and also, um, if memory serves you, uh, Gab Wright organized a panel for an earlier in-person iteration of Tifa, I believe, if, if I remember, I wasn't in it, at it, so I don't think I went, but um, how did you get involved with uh, Tifa and what made you decide to do the map? And of course, I love the map and I love those videos. <laughs> so I love looking at them and it's, it's quite joyous to, what, uh, what brought that on? What brought that on? <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting thing um, because, you know, like Tifa has been around for a long time and hasn't hasn't really paid any attention to small press um and so I was walking with Dion Brand uh one day and she was asking me she's like how's that small press thing of yours going what's going on with that and I was telling her about all the cool things we were making and she was like why is that not being talked about at Tifa and she's like I'm, I'm gonna do something about that and at the time I think she was on the board and lo and behold, two weeks later, um, someone reached out to me, like the director of TIFA, to talk about this curious little thing called Small Press. And it was really cute because, um, you know, <laughs> they were really enthusiastic about Small Press. Uh, but one of the first questions they asked, they're like, okay, we need to know in like two sentences, like, what is Small Press? And I was like, I can't answer that in two sentences. Like, it resists all types of boxes and de definitions. And that's the beauty of it, right? But like, since then, it's just been such a beautiful collaboration. Like, they have, you know, really good resources. So I work really closely with like, the back end developers there and like their creative team. And so even evolving the small press map, it becoming like a living project, like it's been a really, really beautiful thing and, and how it's evolved and, you know, just the attention that it's getting, um, you know, from, from the map and from people just exploring it and seeing what's out there. But also, you know, as we know, like, you know, small press and literary activity tends to be centered um, around the city centers like Toronto. Yeah. And so when I was speaking with, um, you know, uh, presses, you know, in, in New Brunswick, for instance, um, you know, or in Regina, um, you know, they were really like, wow, this is a, this is a great way for us to feel more connected to this larger community and get some exposure um, that we wouldn't otherwise. And so, you know, it's really important, I think, to kind of make those connections and to show people that this, you know, this small press community is actually quite vast and there's a lot of people doing really awesome work within it. So yeah, it's an evolving project. I'm really grateful to do it and yeah we're um just about to meet in a couple of weeks to discuss uh the next iteration and and opening wow. up those submissions so well that'll be fun i mean i love it i mean i i and i'm always sending people there when they say what are some small presses you know and uh, you know that uh, are working say with chapbooks or whatever you know so so i'm always sending people off to that map and i look at it all the time myself so it's it's a, it's a lovely thing i really love it so i'm glad that you i'm glad that dion friend asked the question and that you were yes. working with her so that's that's great i'm glad that uh, yeah it's hard yeah. to answer questions like that i know every time i i'm asked like what visual poetry is i sort of have a little mini panic attack like what is it i don't know like it's so vast like it could be any Anything, you know could be nothing could be you know everything in between so it's, it's true but I think like you know like one of the beauties of small press is always like kind of surprise when people encounter it yeah, oh, I mean, yeah like Danny and I love being at the like the well and you Amanda as well like at the book fairs and people kind of stumbling in and being like what the hell are these <laughs> like you know it's like what's that quote with uh, like Stuart Ross talking with BP Nickel and and uh, BB describes small press as like the like picking up a book and being like, what the fuck was that? And then like, <laughs> um, uh, like, like, you know, it's just that kind of like element of surprise and curiosity. Yeah. And it's been really great to bring that sense of curiosity to a bigger stage with Tifa and really have to be part of 
you know, the conversations and dialogue around literary production in Canada, because again, like for decades, it just like has been absent from that festival. And so it's really nice to see, you know, all of the beautiful things that we know and love about small press be kind of celebrated and, and engaged with on a, on a, on a bigger level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been really cool and I continually get really good feedback from it. I just got an email the other day from just a guy, a random guy being like, Hey, it's, you know, because of your, uh, small press map that I like found a press and now have published my first chat book. And I just wanted yeah. to say it was really awesome to have this, like, you know, and so again, it's a growing project. It's not complete. Yeah. It never was supposed to be complete. No. Um, but it's exhaustive, right? I mean, yeah, it's reflective of a really growing and vibrant community. Like small presses are cropping up all the time. And so, yeah, it's, um, you know, it belongs to the world and to the world it shall remain. <laughs> Good. Sounds like a quote from Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> Do you, I, I, I remember the first time I, I didn't hear about chapbooks until, until I was taking a course at Ottawa U, a creative writing poetry workshop. And uh, my prof ran, ran this little imprint uh, and that's how I found out about, and then I, I went to this, Charles and I went to sell this stuff from this imprint at the small press fair at the Ottawa small press. And suddenly I, I encountered a community I hadn't even heard. I didn't even know it existed, right? I remember being so blown away. Do you remember your first time encountering that, like a chapbook or a small press? Have it, has it been a long time for you that you knew about it or both of you? Either? Mm. I don't know that I've ever thought about that. You know what, <laughs> I, I like a lot a long long time ago I used to date this guy who was um like I guess into the poetry scene and I remember like his big thing was like he's gonna write a he's gonna write a traffic and above ground press is gonna publish his chapbook. oh okay <laughs> like that's what he's gonna do is he's hey. gonna that's gonna be his start and uh he never he never freaking did that oh I did. I did a couple. <laughs> um, so I guess that was my first one. And then I was like, oh, above ground. Okay, got it. Noted. And then I got rid of the guy and I made <laughs> I made my own books. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, doesn't everyone who does poetry in Canada like encounter things through Rob McLennan? Like yes. <laughs> Like God, I was really writing for a long time and not wanting to put stuff out for many reasons. And I just remember like, you know, um, meeting Rob and immediately getting like so much support. Um, you know, it was really because of Rob that I even became comfortable sharing my work in any wow. kind of real way. That's and yeah, like that's, and so, you know, um, yeah, like I just think, and I think that's such a beautiful legacy, like that that Rob has in this um, community, in this country, in this kind of world stage is really being the kind of person who really introduces people to this world and really encouraging them and tirelessly Tire connecting yeah. people, getting people to continue. Like, you know, every time I get, um, you know, a, a writing prompt or something from Rob, you know, <laughs> on the one hand, I'm like, oh God, another thing to do. But I'm like, I'm so grateful for it because it keeps me writing. And it keeps me engaged. Oh my God, we're, we're running out of time again. Jeez. Again. <laughs> well, I think this is this is a good time to ask you, uh, what are your plans for Gap Riot Press going forward? Eight, eight seasons, well, you've given us a little bit of a scoop for eight season, but uh, eight season scoop welcomed. Yeah, this is our biggest season ever. <laughs> yeah. This, right. this is, can we, are we allowed to announce it? Can we say what we, we are? Announce of? who's, yeah, we, we've already technically announced who it is. So, so yeah. yeah, we're doing this uh, construction paper extravaganza with Brian DeJora. Right. So that's going to be uh, sick and beautiful. We're doing a book uh, with uh, Seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, which is amazing and wonderful and, and delightful. Oh, well, mostly Ottawa, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, we have a book by uh, Natalie Simpson. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, Nisha Patel. Former um, laureate, youth poet laureate of Edmonton. Wow. Um, this gorgeous, wonderful, amazing collaborative chapbook by Penn Kemp and Sharon Thesson. It's so... Yeah. It's yeah. so lovely, and Kate did the most beautiful cover. Wait till you see it. You're going to love it. I'm obsessed with it. I know. Um, we have a book of 
visual poetry, feminist zine, confessional gorgeousness from uh, Gina Linney. I don't even know how to say the last name. Linney? Lynn? Gina, yeah, Gina, Gina Linney. Linney Rose. We should have asked for should. pronunciation. Yeah. The book yeah. is so gorge and perfect. And then we're doing these beautiful prints with Angela Caparasso. So oh, wonderful. It's, it's jam-packed. It's a uh, gorgeous season. Well, I look forward to that. Is there anything else you'd like to add in the very few minutes we have remaining? <laughs> Thanks to Zoom. I mean, what else is left to say? Maybe. I just want to keep thanking Rob McLennan. Can we do that for seven yeah. minutes and 50 seconds? <laughs> we, can, we can do that. We can do that. I certainly have a lot of reasons to thank Rob. That's for sure. Um, yeah, well, I what I will say at the end is, Thanks to Kate Seclosi and Danny Spinoza of Gapright Press for being on the show. Thanks to Charles O for processing and Jennifer Peterson for the intros and outro. And thanks to all of you for listening and sharing the podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode of our conversation with Joachim Norling of Tim Glasser Editions of Sweden in March and a whole bunch of other things I will, I will, I will uh, be able to say. And I think, uh, I think we can end the podcast uh, there. Thank you, Kate and Danny of Gapright Press for being on the show. Thanks so much, Amanda. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Small Machine Talks. The Small Machine Talks.